This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 133, baby. Oh yeah. And this is another one in the Expert Secrets series where I speak to Mike, teacher Mike, who lives and teaches English in China. I've said it once. And I'll say it again. We are rocking all over the world, people. Anyway, Mike is actually originally from America. He has lots of experience in teaching English. He has a YouTube channel, all of which we would talk about in the episode. And there will also obviously be links to all of this in the show notes, episode number 133. You will notice the audio quality is um, probably not as good as usual on this show because we had to use a different program. I'm not going to bore you with the details, but remember there is a transcript to this episode, which again, you can download on the website from the show notes page, episode number 133. Anyway, that's enough of me talking. Let's get to the episode, baby. Happy listening. Hello, Mike, and welcome to Rock and Roll English. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all. Thanks for coming on. Um, so tell us um, a little bit about you. Um, you're in China, but where are you from? How long have you been teaching English? Yeah, so uh, I grew up in the U.S. and uh, I've been in China about almost 10 years now, so quite a, a long time, and uh, sort of came over to China when the, the U.S. was kind of in the uh, rut, I guess you could say, of the recession yeah. and not a whole lot um, as far as work goes and jobs. And to be honest, I wasn't a teacher at that time. Uh, and it was just having an opportunity to come to China and be able to to teach, um, albeit at the time a little unqualified. Yeah, um, I know how but, you feel. I was I was exactly the same when I came to Italy. Yeah. So um, after I had the chance to to teach and be in a classroom and um, to see a need um, that people had for learning not just English, but, but foreign languages. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I guess, uh, yeah, I decided to change careers. I got, went back to school, got a teaching license mm-hmm. in the U S so I could be more educated and qualified and, you know, be able to teach better, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so here I, here I am still today yeah. in China. I've, I've heard you later. speak in Chinese in your YouTube videos. It's absolutely amazing. You seem to speak perfectly. Well, my Chinese wife probably wouldn't say perfect, but ah, okay. uh, I'd, I'm, I'd say I'm, I'm fairly fluent in just regular conversations. I, I would maybe struggle a little bit um, like watching the news in Chinese. Mm-hmm. Uh, movies, I can do pretty well yeah or you know if there's some kind of a classical cultural movie there's there's a lot of cultural things in there that i probably wouldn't understand yeah no but overall daily life is no no problem yeah yeah no it's the same for me in italian um so um obviously i've asked you on to share some of your tips about learning english but first of all i want you to share some of your journey about learning chinese what really Mm. helped you in that like what what difficulties did you face and what really helped you yeah, I think um, the most important thing is 
that when I first came to China, I made a decision straight away that I was going to, at least as long as I was there, I was going to try my best to learn the language. I, I feel very strongly about if you live in a country which doesn't speak your language or as much, um, I think it's important that you make an effort to learn that country's language. So um, Absolutely. the first thing was, yeah, first thing was just, I was determined to at least try mm -hmm. right away. And, uh, you know, there's now at, at, at this time, there's a lot more resources available. Uh, but at that time I had been uh, lent a copy of the Pimslers. Uh, have you ever heard of those? The no, Pimslers? What are Pimslers? Pimslers is kind of like a, it's kind of like before Rosetta Stone. It's just okay. a bunch of CDs and uh, they go through and you listen. It's about a half hour lesson, 30 minutes and uh -huh. you repeat. And they kind of tell you what it means uh, if it was translated. And then they kind of do a literal translation because obviously things, you know, different grammar structures, mm -hmm. in different languages. And so there was a whole series of those I went through. And that got me started um, with listening and pronunciation straight away. So I could have the basic, you know, excuse me, sir, where's the bathroom? Yeah, sure. Uh, how much does this cost? You know, all the numbers and uh, this, all the survival things uh, yeah. I, I had down within a couple of months. And uh, so the next thing, I guess Chinese is, is a bit unique in the sense that they don't really have an alphabet. Um, so um, learning to write and read takes a, a lot more time than, than other languages and most other languages because you need about 3,000 Chinese characters before you could you know, probably read a, a newspaper or oh, wow. a magazine. Mm. So that, that presents a challenge. Um, so I, I bought some flashcards which had all the, the most commonly used mm -hmm. characters. Um, and I would just go through those every day. I would maybe take 10 or 20 and I would make little piles of mm -hmm. them. And um, I would go make four piles and I would go through each pile each day. If I remembered it, I would put it into the next pile and, okay, and it would keep going, good, okay. jumping piles until it got to the fourth pile. And if I remembered it, a fourth time it would just it would be gone and I wouldn't study it anymore and oh, uh, okay. so I got to, I got idea. to learn yeah um, a, lot, a lot of repetition there um, mm -hmm. so that got that, that was very helpful for for reading um, mm -hmm. and it, it helps build vocabulary a little bit as well sure um, yeah, yeah so lots basically lots of hard work lots of repetition as well <laughs> very good um, yeah and what about, so with, with your students and learning languages in general, what are the top tips you can give us, advice that you give? Because everyone that I've had on here always shares something different. So um, what would sure. be your advice for students? I mean, it's not usually not possible, but the best, the best way is to do some kind of immersion where you go to a native country, a native English-speaking country, and... Mm -hmm you're forced to only speak English, whether it be for a couple of weeks or a couple of months or a couple mm -hmm. of years. That's by far the, the, the quickest way because we kind of go back to our child-like instincts, right? We have to 
survive and we need to learn to communicate to survive. Sure. Um, if, if that's not possible, um, I think I, I wish when I was learning Chinese at a, in my earlier years, I wish I had done more uh, reading um, because when you're, when you're reading stuff, you know, the thing in, in Chinese, you can't just read straight away. You need to learn the characters, but there yeah, are materials where um, you have the Chinese characters and you have the, the Romanized version, which is called okay. Pinyin, and then you have the English. Um, there are books like that for, for language learners. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I'd, I'd gotten those and just read out loud. Actually, reading out loud, I think, is a very quick way to just get used to speaking another language, for yeah, one, absolutely. and B, just getting adding vocabulary because you're constantly seeing new words mm-hmm. and you can, you know, with, with our phones these days, it's really, really easy to look up the words meaning and look up other sentences or how to use a word. Um, so I wish I had done that. I, I think the more I, I read in whatever language I, I learn mm-hmm. now much, much faster. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think reading out loud really helps because sometimes it's literally just getting your mouth used to actually like pronouncing these words because it obviously you're not used to it so it's a very strange concept for you um so how many languages do you speak then i mean i I speak a little spanish un poco but i wouldn't i don't know if i would count that as (laughs) okay i I would still say i'm pretty beginner um but i I, i'm probably a, a fluent not native level but probably fluent chinese speaker Okay. Oh, very good. Um, I have aspirations for more. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's the great thing about language learning that it almost never stops. I mean, even English, it's not like I know all of the words in English. Exactly. Um, and so what about um, resources that you can share with us? What, or do you um, advise your students? Um, yeah, I, it really depends on, on, on what language you want to learn, but like this, that's the reason why I started my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because I wanted to provide a certain resource for students who um, maybe didn't have access to certain things and um, th- that, that maybe uh, they wanted a different way to learn English or different style. So, I mean, mm-hmm. first thing is just um, if you have the, 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 the mindset that you're going to learn, um, just hop on YouTube. There's just so much free information some um, free lessons and it's usually done in a style which is much more um, yeah it's it's different than sitting in a classroom right but um, again you have to be you have to be active when you're learning things you can't you can't just watch it and never open your mouth and and never do anything you have to stop the video and repeat what they're saying try Mm -hmm. to understand what they're trying to teach you in, the, in a short lesson. Sure, uh, podcasts, podcasts yeah. like this are another great yeah. resource. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't even know where to start. There's, there's so many apps. There's, uh, there's, great, there's great apps just for chatting that are, are very inexpensive. I know, you know some people may not have the money to, but if you have a little money, a little budget, um, there's a few great apps. One that I, I've always recommend called it's called Cambly and it's really cheap. You just, you get on and you, you know, you talk to somebody for 15 minutes and then you, know, you get on with your day and 
Uh, you can talk to people all over the world, and it's 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 a great play, great way to practice your oral English, which which was my goal in learning Chinese. I wanted to have good oral Chinese. I wasn't super concerned about uh, the writing as much. Sure. But, uh, depends on your goals, I'd say. Yeah, no, that's great. Thanks. Um, so tell us a bit about your YouTube channel. Um, like, how do you structure it? I've seen a few of the videos which are really well done. But so, what's your main aim with it? Well, um, I noticed real quickly that in, in China, um, a lot of the students they 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 have the same uh, problems when learning English, um, and they ask me a lot of the same questions over okay. and over again. And so my channel was kind of a way to address all these questions uh, okay, for the masses, you know, yeah. because you you know you kind of I don't want to say get sick of, but it's it, it's it's strange answering the same questions day after day, yeah, yeah, um, from, from different people. So um, I wanted to address certain pronunciation problems that they almost all of them have. For example, like the th sound. We in English say like th "thank you" or "that." You know, we have a voiced sound which is "th" and an unvoiced sound which is "th." But in Chinese, that sound doesn't exist. Uh, okay. So yeah. they often replace it with like an "s" sound, uh, like okay. "sink," or a a "z" sound, "zat" or "dat." Uh, okay. um, and it's just you hear it over and over every day. So I really wanted to help them. Um, just correct those 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 basic things mm -hmm. as well as offer uh, maybe a different style of of teaching than maybe what they grew up with. Sure. And uh, that was that was my main motivation. And uh, other motivation is maybe a little more selfish. I, I hope I'm hoping someday I can, you know, jump into full time online education. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> yeah yeah um okay mike so tell us where can people find out more about you well i'm on all over chinese social media but if you're not you can find me on uh, youtube and facebook mm -hmm. um, my chinese name is mike laoshi but uh, my english name on youtube is just teacher mike mm -hmm. so pretty simple should be the first one and uh even though my videos are maybe a little more focused on a chinese audience i, I still have a lot of you know, students from all over the world that I think are still watching and just kind of uh, seeing the, the different uh, style of education. So okay. I think it's, it works for everyone still. Fantastic. I'll put notes, yeah. I'll put links to this story in the show notes anyway. Um, okay, sure. well, thanks a lot for coming on, Mike. It's been a pleasure talking to you. You bet. My pleasure. Thanks okay. for the invite. No problem. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was me talking to teacher Mike about learning English, sharing a few expert secrets. Let's have a look at the main takeaways from this. What have we learned? Uh, Mike's journey, he was determined to learn Chinese. You have to take it seriously. You have to have that motivation. We will keep coming back to this in this series because that's how important it is. Um, I also thought it was interesting when he talked about the course Pimslers. I can't remember the name, but he was saying it was basically just 
listen and repeat. You can do that with podcasts. You can talk whilst you listen. It's called shadowing. That will really help you with your pronunciation and fluency. It's better if you talk to yourself, but obviously sometimes that's not possible if you're on the bus, unless you want to seem completely crazy. But you can talk in your head, baby.、Um, another thing I thought was interesting is he said that you need to know about three thousand characters. Before you can read a newspaper in Chinese, did you know in English that the 100 most common words make up 50% of a text in English? So even if you only know 100 words in English, you will be able to understand 50% of a text. That's not a lot, people. We can do this shit.、Um, another thing was reading. He said he wish he had done more reading. We can all do that. Read something you like because those grammar structures will enter your head, enter your brain without you noticing. And adding vocabulary. Take this seriously, people. Okay, don't just listen to an episode of Rock and Roll English and think, "Oh, that was a good word. I'll probably remember that." Do something with it. Get a notebook. Write it down. Learn it. Try to use it. Otherwise, it will just keep moving, and you will not keep it in that brain of yours. Anyway, remember all of the links to all of this is on the website rockandrollenglish.com. Episode number one hundred and thirty-three. Go there, find it. Check out Mike's YouTube channel. I will see you all again on Monday, people. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com/rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.